Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inspirational Outlook. I'm your host, Nate, and I want to thank you for joining me here today. This podcast, Inspirational Outlook, is all about inspiring you, fellow listener, fellow friend, to be able to start taking action on what you truly want in life and out of life, and through that, be able to become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And we took a little break this summer. A lot was going on. There was a lot of traveling, a lot of, a lot of doing, a lot of doing, a lot, and a lot of um, just various activities. And it, we really had a full summer. So that's why I took a break from the from the podcasting. And I'm ready to jump back in it, revitalized, re-energized, and focused on what I want this episodes, the following episodes and in, in general podcast structure to look like. And speaking of focus, I, I want to talk about that today. I, I, I want to look at what focus is, what is, what it is not, and just a couple tips that I've learned over the years to improve focus, to improve your, your mental focus, your, your laser focus, that razor edge focus. You know, as we all know, staying on task can be extremely difficult. It really can because there's, there's so many distractions. There's so many shiny objects. And it can be particularly challenging when you're surrounded by all that stuff, especially with this 24-hour uh, news cycle that's on your phone. And when I say news cycle, it's not just the Fox News, CNN. No, I'm, I'm talking about the reels the TikToks, the, the, the Instagram, Instagrammings, there's a word, <laughs> Snapchat, all this stuff. That is a 24-hour news reel. Whether you want to believe that or not, that's exactly what it is. So we're always surrounded by these constant distractions. And in, 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 in today's always connected world, these distractions and diversions are nothing more than one push away, one, one click away. So even during quiet moments, distraction is literally at your fingertips. As you find yourself checking your Instagram, as you habitually reach for your phone, open it up and be like, oh, what, what was I going to do? Distraction. The, 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 the ability to concentrate on something in your environment and direct mental effort toward it, it's critical for learning new things, achieving goals, and, and, and performing well across Many, many situations, a variety of situations, whether you are trying to finish a report at work or competing in a marathon, um, I can't think of one of the examples, this ability to focus, your ability to, to focus on that given task at hand can mean the difference between success and failure, between winning and losing. Fortunately, this is what's great about focus, fortunately, Focus is, is a mental muscle. It's, it's, it's a lot like a mental muscle. Um, the more you work on building it up, the stronger it gets. Hence, like going to the gym. If you work your biceps, eventually they will get stronger. And, and improving, improving your mental focus is achievable. And I, I want to make sure you know that and, and, and understand that. Because a lot of people are like, I don't have good focus. I get so distracted. I have ADD. I have this. I have that. Well, that's great. It's, it's, well, it's, it's not great that you keep telling yourself that. Um, what you keep telling yourself, you are going to become. That's, that's just what it is. What if, you, what if you changed the 
words that come out of your mouth? Or what if you change a story? I have great focus. I am improving on my focus. I stay focused at the task at hand. You know, and improving your mental focus, friend, is achievable. But that does not always mean that it's quick and easy. If it was simple, then we all would have razor-sharp concentration of an elite athlete. We really would. It's going to take some real effort. It's going to take some real solid effort on your part and may have to, and you may have to make some changes to some of your daily habits, if not all of them. So I've, I've, come, I've come together. I've compiled, there it is, together a, a list of things that have helped me over the years and from books that I've read and uh, truly admire and adore. Um, so starting off with this, uh, I want to look at the first one, which is assessing your focus, finding out exactly where this mental focus of yours is. So with that being said, I, before, before you start doing this, I want to ask a couple questions or not necessarily questions there. Um, the words we're doing great. So your focus is good if you you find it easy to stay alert. You are aware of your surroundings. You set goals and, and, and break tasks up into smaller parts, uh, smaller bite-sized piece, bite pieces. You take short breaks and then immediately get back to work. That's, that, that is, those are the things I come up with if you have good focus. You've got good focused if. Your focus needs work if you daydream regularly. You can't tune out distractions. Uh, you lose track of your progress. So those, those are some things that your, your focus may need some work. However, if you're the type of person who goes, Nate, I don't need to work in that stuff. I am doing great and fantastic all by myself. Sweet. More power to you. More power to you, but if you are that person who's looking for that next step in life in regards to your focus, in regards to your uh, mental ability to focus and remove distractions and keep on listening. So th those first set of statements, your focus is good if. You probably, have all, you probably already have a fairly good concentration skills. You could even be stronger with a little bit of practice. You really could. Now, if you identify more with a second set of statements and you probably need some work, on your mental focus, as I've said before, it's going to take some time. But practicing good habits, starting good habits today, healthy habits, and being mindful of your distractibility. Distractibility, is that a word? Distractibility, it's kind of fun. But being mindful of, of that, of your distractibility, it really can help. It, it really can help. So being aware that you are not focused is super critical because if you keep telling yourself, I'm so focused, I'm so focused, I'm doing great and nothing is getting done. You're just doing busy work. You probably want to reorientate yourself and, and find out where you are in regards to getting things done, getting things done on time, um, keeping focus at one task, not looking at your phone every five minutes. So it's kind of a mental adjustment, a, a, um, a mental assessment, if you would, in regards to where you are. So assessing your mental focus right now, right today, even during this podcast, you can pause it and do a quick um, mental scan, I guess. How good are you at staying focused? Number two, the biggest, an, another big one, not the biggest, I, again, some people might, 
is eliminate your distractions. Now, again, we live in a world where everything is at our fingertips. We've got music going in one ear, an audiobook going in the other ear. We've got three screens up and our phone is, is, is playing music as well. We've got 42 tabs and 12 of those tabs are playing music and three of them are playing a video. Like there's so many distractions, so many distractions. And so let's try eliminating some of them. Now, while it may sound super obvious, people often underestimate just how many distractions prevent them from concentrating on one task at hand, one thing at a time. So, so these, these intrusions might come in the form of a radio blaring, all the 42 tabs open up on your web browser, or an obnoxious coworker who constantly drops by to your cubicle and chat or gossip. So minimizing these sources of distraction is not easy as it sounds. It's not. Well, it might be as simple as turning off the TV or turning off the radio or turning your phone off or flipping it over, turning it on, turning it on mute. You might find it much more challenging to deal with an actual human being in this case, an interrupting coworker, a spouse, a child, or a roommate. And I feel one way to deal with this is to set aside very specific time and place and request to be left alone for that period. I've seen people at their desks who will tape a piece of paper to the back of their chair saying, doing focused work, doing focused work, do not interrupt or do not talk to me. Actually, I've seen one on uh, the interwebs where it said, don't talk to me, I get distracted easy. Like, that's amazing. That, that is healthy boundaries. That person, that human being knows that, hey, if I'm going to get this work done, if I'm going to stay focused, I need to make sure that I'm going to stay at the task at hand. And now, of course, don't, hear me out on this too. Not, not all distractions come from outside sources. Exhaustion, worry, depression, anxiety, poor motivation. Like, a lot of these internal disturbances can be very difficult to avoid and can distract us as well. So being aware of that, finding out, okay, Nate, I'm, I'm going to do a quick scan. Is there anything bugging me right now? If there is, let's try to address it. Can I do something about it right now? No. All right. So I'm going to put that to the side. Can I do something about it right now? Yes. Okay. Let's give it attention. Let's give it the 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 water it deserves, whatever the case may be, the the... the the conversation I need to have with my wife, my kids. Let's focus on that and get that out of the way so I can move on. And if you care about yourself, if you care about the relationships that you have, these internal disturbances about the, the, the anxiety or the worry or the conversation that you have to have or something you have to bring up that's been bugging you and you're able to express that to the other person, that is beautiful. That is absolutely fantastic. So again, not all distractions are going to come from outside sources, not from your TV, not from your phone, your friends. A lot of the stuff can be internal. So it's also being consciously aware and setting those boundaries within yourself, those mental boundaries of, okay, is there something bugging me? Do I need to focus on something else right now? And so just a few strategies you might want to try to minimize or eliminate these internal, internal distractions are to make sure you get rest. That, and not, not to make sure that you get rest, that you are well rested. There we go. That you are well rested prior to the task at hand. 
and use positive thoughts and, and, and imagery to fight off anxiety or worry. And if you find yourself wandering, if you find your mind wandering toward distracting thoughts, consciously bring your focus back to the task at hand. I like the idea, and I've said this in other episodes, about if you want to observe what's going on in your mind, in your thoughts, sit on the side of your thoughts as if you're sitting on the side of your of a highway watching the cars fly by, back and forth. And what you can do is when you, do, when you put yourself in that kind of position, you can then observe your thoughts. You can observe them and be like, ooh, I don't like that thought. Oh yeah, that thing. Oh, that is... That needs some work. And these thoughts are just going by back and forth. And all you're doing is observing them and possibly putting a comment or two to them. Now, if a thought does not serve you, it is, if it's not adding value to your life, if, if it is demeaning, diminishing, um, yeah, if it's just negative, it's, it's not positive, you don't have to give your attention to that thought. You have a choice to choose the thought that you want to think about. I'm going to say that again. You have the power, you have the choice to choose the thought that you want to think about. So as you're observing these thoughts, just watch them and then consciously bring your focus back to the task at hand. And if you need 10 minutes, take those 10 minutes. A lot of people are like, I'm going to work on writing my novel for three hours. And I'm like, great. If, if you have the capacity, if you have the mindset and, and the mental energy and awareness to focus on writing your novel for three hours, more power to you. That, that is amazing. That is absolutely fantastic. However, if you tell yourself, I'm going to work on my novel for three hours, and then there's a sense of doubt and, 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 and anxiety that comes up within you, focus on writing for 20 minutes. Not even that. Focus on writing one page, one page, one stinking page, and then take a break. But after that break, go back to the book. So that way, when you get done with those three hours, you can look back at that and be like, I got work done. Yes, I took five breaks within that time frame. But guess what? I was able to keep focused, keep my, keep, keep my focus on the task at hand. That was a big bunny trail. <laughs> yeah, so be, being able to eliminate distractions is going to be huge in making sure that you have razor, laser, razor, focus, making sure you have focus. And so next one here. So the, the first one, I'll go to kind of go back to what I was talking about before. The very first one is assessing your focus, assessing, taking, excuse me, taking a conscious thought at how is my focus and where is my focus? Not just how, but where is my focus? So you're going to assess your focus. Number two, you're going to be, you're going to eliminate distractions. And again, not all distractions are going to be physical and come from outside sources. Some can be internal. The third one I've got here is limit your focus. Limit your focus. So we, while multitasking, we, we, we all love it. We love the word. We love the power it has on doing various things at certain times. While this multitasking may seem like a really good way to get a lot done quickly, it turns out, and I've read stuff on this before, doctors will say this, psychologists will say this, it turns out that people are really, really bad at it and it does not work. Juggling multiple tasks at once can dramatically cut down on your productivity and it makes it extremely difficult 
to hone in on details that are truly important. Ron Swanson, I don't know if any of you have watched Parks and Rec. Fantastic show. And there's, there's, a, quote, there's a quote in there. Um, when Ron was, was talking about not multitasking, he goes, why half-ass one thing when you can whole... Wait, no, yeah. Why half-ass two things when you can whole-ass one thing? So just a little shout-out to Ron Swanson. Thank you, good friend. Anyway, so <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't multitask. And th- think, think of your attention. Think of your focus as a spotlight, as a very bright spotlight. And if you were to shine that spotlight on one particular area, you can see things very clearly. You can pick up details. You can figure out the depth, the depth, um, width, height, whatever it is. And if you were to try to spread that same amount of light across a large dark room, you might instead only get a glimpse of the shadow, shadowy outlines of the, 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 the dark corners, and it's just a glimpse. So part, part of improving this mental focus that you have, part of improving your overall focus is about making the most, I'm going to say this again, making the most of the resources you have available. And stop multitasking. Instead, give your full attention, your full undivided attention to one thing at a time. Because when you're able to shoot that laser, shoot that spotlight on one specific thing, you get all of it. Think of the relationships that you have in your life. Think of the conversations that you have had or need to have. If you're able to take that conversation, if you're able to take your focus, your being presentness, there's another thing. That's a whole other episode. Just about being present, just taking your overall being and being so focused on that conversation, there's so many things that it's gonna there's so many things that it's going to show and tell that other person. The first one is, hey, I care about you deeply, I love you, I respect you, and I'm giving you all my attention. I care about what you have to say, so I'm going to listen with intent. There's a whole other episode about listening and the conversations that you have with other people that I have, and I don't remember which number it is, but you can go back to them and find out. But giving your full attention to one thing really shows that one thing that it is important to you. It is important to you. So being able to look at what you are doing and limit your focus. Limit your focus on, on everything, basically. Stop, stop being a floodlight. Start being a spotlight. <gasps> I like that. Be a spotlight. Yeah. And you're focused. <laughs> Be Allow your focus to be a, a, a spotlight. Anyway, all right. So that was, a th- <laughs> right fun. That was the uh, third one. The fourth one I have down here is be able to live in the moment. Be present. I kind of touched on that a little earlier here. As you and I both know, it is difficult. Let me tell you what. It is tough to stay mentally focused when you are ruminating about the past. You're worrying about tomorrow or you're just completely tuned out of the present moment for some reason or another. And you have probably heard people talk about the importance of being present. I've brought it up before too. And it's all about putting away distractions. It's, it's, it's truly that simple. It's about putting away other distractions, whether they're physical, like your phone, the television, laptop, radio, I can go on. Um, or, or, ooh, or even like psychological, your anxieties, your worries, your doubts, your 
your inferiority complexes. I know there's a lot packed into that stuff too, but those are distractions. And taking that stuff and being able to be fully and mentally engaged in the current present moment. This this notion, this, 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 this being present is also essential for recapturing your mental focus because when you're staying engaged in the here and now, you are able to keep your attention sharp and your mental resources really honed in on the details that really matter at a specific point in time. Because as you and I have, we have all been here, when you are in a conversation and you are present and your focus is, your focus is on that other person, you want to know what they are talking about. You want to listen to them intently and you hear everything. You, you not only hear what they have to say, but you hear, not hear, you see their body language. You, you, you start to pick up on their body language. If they start shifting in their chair, crossing their arms, looking away, you don't have their focus. Either because it's A, you're not focused and you're distracted, or B, you just don't care. So being able to, to hone in on, on the idea of being present is going to help build the relationships that you have and that you are going to have. Of course, it's going to take some, it might take some time to work on learning to live truly in the moment. Of course, you cannot change the past and the future has not happened yet, but what you do today can help you avoid repeating past mistakes. Of course, learning lessons, not life sentences, and of course, pave a more specific, more successful future. That whole idea, if, if, if you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are calm, collective, ready, assertive, you're living in the today because that's what you're focusing on. That, that is all that you have in a sense. And that's all we, we will ever have is, is the right now, is the me talking into this microphone and you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Um, so, wow, I got so distracted there. That was a quote from a movie, and I, I think it's a Jackie Chan movie. Um, anyway, so <laughs> distracted. Yeah, that's how easy it is to get distracted. So yeah, live in the moment. Be, be present. Be present. And I think the last one that I have written down here, no, I think I have like two more, um, is being able to take a break. A short break. Not, not a long break. Not a sabbatical for five weeks or whatever. This is just a, a short break. Uh, I, I'm sure you all have heard at some point in time why schools or colleges only let classes go for an extended amount of time. Of course, well, I take that back. There are some colleges who feel like I have like a two-hour class or two-hour and 50. No, those are labs. I think those are science labs. But anyway, there, there's a certain point after... A certain amount of time where you just completely lose focus and then you need a break. And in today's society, schools nowadays give four minutes. They give four minutes for a student to leave that class, get their books, go to the bathroom, say hi to the friends, get to their new class for the next hour and sit down and try to completely switch gears. I'm sorry, that's not a short break. Tangent. Anyway, so <laughs> have you... Have you personally ever tried focusing on the same thing for a long period of time? 
I, I, I know I have. I'm sure you have too. So after a while, your focus starts to break down and it becomes extremely difficult and more, more, more and more difficult to devote this mental, your mental resources to that present task at hand. And not only that, but your performance, it ultimately suffers as a result. It really does. It, it, it's like drawing a horse and you get the, the nose and the head and the hair and the neck and it's taking you so long, but you're enjoying it. And all of a sudden you start to lose focus. And then you just throw a couple lines in there for the body and some hooves that look like uh, a tennis ball more than anything. You, you lose focus. You lose focus. And so tra traditional explanations in psychology have always suggested that this is due, th it's due to an intentional attentional, I think that's the, the, the word, resources being depleted. Like they're, they're, they're running low. But some researchers have also believed that it is, has to do more with the brain's tendency to ignore sources of constant stimulation. And of course, they've also found that uh, even taking very brief breaks by shifting your attention elsewhere can dramatically improve mental focus. And, and I've noticed that in my own line of work. Like if I'm trying to go through our employee handbook with the team um, that I give to the team, not in front of the team. And I'm trying to look for different things in there that, it, that can be improved, that can be adjusted. Is there a new system? Is, is, is there a new process that I need to develop? I'm going to work on that for a little bit and then immediately shift my attention to something else. So that way, when I go back to what I was working on before, I'm not fatigued from it. I, I, I'm taking breaks from it. It's, it's that whole idea when you go to the gym and you're working out on, on a specific set. You do your reps, you put in the work, and then you rest. Then you rest. Because if you continuously do that specific exercise or that specific routine, you're going to get fatigued much quicker than you would if you just took breaks. And, that, and that's, that's what athletes do. They take breaks, shifting their attention elsewhere. Um, so the next time you're working at any specific prolonged task, such as preparing your taxes or, or studying for an exam or giving a presentation, be sure to give yourself an occasional mental break. This, this could be a physical break, and, and sometimes mental breaks, you have to remove yourself from that specific location. For me, I'm, I'm standing at my desk right now. And so if I wanted to give myself a mental break, I honestly would give myself a physical break and leave the office here, my desk, and go downstairs or make a sandwich or get a drink, play with my dog, play with Bella or, or, or whatever. Give myself that physical break that is also tied into a mental break. Come back and continue doing work. That works really well for me. So my mental breaks are not strictly mental breaks. They are physical breaks as well. So being able to shift your attention to something unrelated to the task at hand. I'm going to repeat that again. You need to be able to shift your attention to something unrelated to what you are currently doing. Because if I'm working on that employee handbook and I stop working on the employee handbook and I go to the safety policy manual or whatever, it's not the same. It, the, 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 there is no mental break in, in, in shifting my focus, shifting my alertness to doing something different. It's got to be something different. Only if, and it, it, again, it doesn't have to be for 45 minutes, this break. It can be for five it's it's a very short time, even for a few moments. And, and these short moments of respite mean 
you were able to keep your mental focus sharp and your performance high when you need it. So being able to look at what you're doing, take a short break is really going to help you stay on task and, and, and complete the task at hand for that, for that matter. So the last one I have here in regards to keeping focus is practice. As you all may have heard, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say a phrase here and you're probably going to finish it. Practice makes what? And I'm sure you may have said perfect. Well, pra- practice does not make perfect. Practice makes improvement. I, I, I want you to rid of that whole idea of practice makes perfect. It does not. Practice makes improvement. And so when you're going through life and you're practicing something, you will improve. What is perfection? I don't know. Godlike mode? I've never seen a human being be in this godlike mode. I, I, I personally have not. But because they're continuously practicing, they're getting better and better and, and, and breaking barriers and, and reaching new goal, uh, goals and world records and all this other stuff. But they're practicing. They are improving. And so the same rules apply to your focus. Building this mental focus, building your mental focus is not something that's going to happen overnight. And I, sometimes I really wish it did, especially when it comes to physical activity specifically the gym. Man, if we all just, you know, went to the gym for 29 minutes and sat there doing all of the cardio, all the uh, bicep curls, tricep curls, dips, you name it, and we wake up the next morning and we see immediate results. Like, oh my word, I would. That'd be pretty fantastic. But that's not, that's not how it happens. Even professional at, professional athletes, there we go require plenty of time and practice, there's that word again, in order to strengthen their concentration skills, their stamina, their long jump, whatever that looks like, whatever um, sport that they are in. And so once you once you are able to recognize the first steps in, in this the, the conversation that I've been having here with you in this episode, when you're able to recognize the impact that being distracted is having on your life, you are going to be so far ahead of the people who do not, like that mental focus. If, if you are struggling to accomplish your goals and you find yourself getting sidetracked by unimportant details, it's truly time to start placing a higher value on your time. It, it, it really is. And, and, and practice valuing your time. Before you have a conversation, before you grab your phone, you bring it up to your face and it scans your face or you put the pin in there to unlock your screen. Ask yourself, is there something of higher value that my time requires? I would love for you to ask yourself that. Is there something of higher value that is going to need my time? Is it a conversation you need to have? Is it a phone call you need to take? Is it a email you need to send? What is it? What is it? Really, really ask, ask yourself that question every single time you get distracted or recognize that. Of course, you have to have a, a healthy awareness that, oh, I'm being distracted. This is a distraction. That's probably a better thing to say. This is, is a distraction. However, <clears throat> I understand that life happens. I understand that there are times where I just need to do nothing. And that is important. And I recognize those times in my life where whether it's reading a book 
or scrolling on social media for 30, 45 minutes. I recognize that. For me, it's just in a time just to detox or go for a walk or just sit outside, you know. So recognizing those habits are important too. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should not um, get distracted on something that's going to improve your overall well-being, okay? I'm, not, I'm definitely not saying that. That would, be, that would be awful. What I am saying is have a healthy, conscious awareness of what you need to do whether it's right now, in 30 minutes, this evening, tomorrow morning, next week, I, I want you to be able to prioritize what is important. Because it, it, it really makes a big difference when someone asks you if you did XYZ and said, oh, I didn't have time for it. Or I was too busy. No, 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 no. It wasn't a priority. It, it truly wasn't. I, I tell myself that. If I don't do something... I, I said this to my wife a couple of times and, and uh, to my, my, my manager. Um, I told him, oh, ah, it wasn't a priority. It wasn't a priority. And when I tell myself that, it's like, ooh, that stings a little bit. But it's a good sting because it kind of reorientates myself into, okay, Nate, what is important right now? What are the next three high-impact actions that I need to do to get XYZ done? And I have to ask myself that. But really telling myself that, is it a priority or I didn't make it a priority? Those questions are huge. Man, that has saved so much time for me. Because a lot of times I'll look at what I need to do or have to get done and be like, should I do that or should I not? And I really changed the, the vocabulary of that to the script of that to, is that a priority? Is it a priority to me? Is it a priority to my wife? Is it a priority to my family? Is it a priority to my company? And I ask myself those questions and it really changes the intensity, the, the, the urgency to get whatever at that time done. Words. Anyway, <laughs> so being able to, by, by building your mental focus on, on what you're doing, on what you have to do, you will find that you are able to accomplish so much more and concentrate on things that bring you this joy and satisfaction of your life. Yeah, so focus. What, what does it mean? What does it look like? If you didn't catch anything of that, I would probably go back and, and listen to the episode again because it helps me even when I'm able to get uh, what's going on inside of my head out, uh, especially when it comes to focus. So yeah, if, if there are any questions, any concerns, comments you'd like to make about today's episode, you can always reach me at info at natelook.com or jump on the web website, www.natelook.com, and there's a contact page there. I really hope you're able to get something out of this today. Um, you can always continue following us on the social medias, on Facebook and Facebook. With all that the platform that we're on and that's okay we're getting there uh definitely subscribe to this so you are able to catch up on new content that comes out and continue building upon your life taking the legos of life these these small habits these these small nuggets i would say and apply them to your life and put them in your toolbox so when you need them they are there so with all that being said my friend keep going keep pressing you are doing amazing.